Greetings and welcome to the Ignatian Year podcast. My name is H.J. Dunmore and I'm here with Father Timothy Brown. At the time of this recording, we are in a season where there's been a lot of change taking place. And specifically, we're talking about the changes taking place over there in the eastern region, over there in the Ukraine. And watching the news and watching television and seeing a lot of the stories of things taking place, there's a lot of images that are there, images that allow us to kind of experience what's taking place visually but also at the same time to be able to understand the perspective of the people that are there. But the thing that stood out the most is the request for prayer. And this is kind of part of a conversation we had before this recording started, icons and symbolism and being able to have a picture that's associated with prayer and giving some understanding so that when people that are listening, when you're directing your prayers, it'll be able to have even more of a significant impact. Father Brown? Thank you. We're beginning a the season of Lent with very heavy hearts. And I believe one way we can pray through this season is to pick up or find an icon, an icon that might help us center our prayers around the people in a part of the world that are suffering more than we can imagine. And I want to talk a little bit about icons today, but I also want to talk about the way in which icons are a way to bring us to all humanity. So when I pray for the people of Ukraine, I pray for, and we pray for all people. We pray for the Russian soldiers. We pray for the Jewish community in Ukraine, especially those who remember still alive the atrocities committed against them by the Nazis. In many ways, we look at Len as a time for, for reparation, for conversion, and for atonement. And I hope that when you're listening to this uh, podcast that you can find an icon and eventually we will share some with you on another, another video podcast to pray through this season. Icons are treasured by the Russian church, by the Ukrainian church, by the Orthodox. And they have a way of drawing us to our better self. Icon is a place that brings us together, a threshold from this world to the next. Icons are mirrors, often small enough to be handheld. They pull us close not only to our own face, but toward the faces of those who now see face to face with God face-to-face -face with God. And at this point, so many people in the past 10 days have left this world and are facing God directly. So many stories coming out of that country. One story that stays with me, the headline, a whistling sound, then an explosion, huddling and hugging at a kindergarten. Teachers herded the students into a hallway with no windows, the building's safest place, and waited for parents to pick them up, the teacher said, to create a calm, psychological atmosphere. So the teachers told stories, and whoever needed it got a hug. The military also said two soldiers and a woman at a bus station were wounded, but no reported fatalities. In the early days of this invasion, 
Sharp cracks of explosions echoed off buildings in flashes of light from incoming artillery. Shells silhouetted the trees. Out on the darkened streets, explosions echoed among the buildings. At least two volleys of a half dozen rounds each struck the town, arriving with a sharp hiss before exploding. Drivers stopped their cars, got out, and listened worriedly. And I can't help but think of the icon of the transfiguration, a different kind of light, a different kind of explosion, a different kind of atmospheric sense of the presence of God. This is my beloved son in whom I'm pleased. Listen to him. Meditating on the icon of the transfiguration and imagining a world where people do listen to the beloved son. Listen for peace. Listen for an end to conflict. Our souls, they say, are really the size of an icon. And so as we pray for peace, what does the icon of your soul appear to be? To pray with icons allows you to develop the part of yourself that craves for a deeper, deeper peace. In the tradition, the people of Ukraine and of Russia always incense, always a sense of reverence, bowing before an icon and taking the time to be connected to the divine. So when we bow in prayer, our thoughts are not focused on ourselves or on others, rather filled with awareness of our God, awareness that allows us to be in the God of the Beatitudes, the poor of spirit, the peacemakers, the meek, those who hunger for justice and peace. And so as we bow before an icon, we bow in reverence without words, bow with the beauty and mercy, bow in silence, and bow in a way that moves heaven and earth. In many ways, as we enter into this particular season before Good Friday, we think of all the ways in which our world is filled with the cross of Christ. Everything really reminds us of that cross. Every sorrowful sight we see, every video, reminds us of the suffering Christ as we attempt to make sense of this senseless tragedy. And I think about a poem that was written at the beginning of World War II, a poem that in many ways is so much the poem of 2022. Still falls the rain the raids, 1940, night and dawn, Eastern Europe. Still falls the rain, dark as the world of man, black as our loss, blind as the 1940 nails upon the cross. 
still falls rain with a sound like the pulse of the heart that is changed to the hammer beat in Potter's Field. On the tomb, still falls the rain in the field of blood, where the small hopes breed and the human brain nurtures its greed that worm with the brow of Cain. Still falls the rain, the blood from the starved man's wounded side. He bears in his heart all wounds, those of the light that died, the last faint spark. Still falls the rain. See where Christ's blood streams in the firmament, flows from the brow we nailed upon the tree. And sounds the voice of one who, like the heart of man, was once a child, who among beasts in that crib in, in Bethlehem has lain. Still do I love, still shed my innocent light, my blood for thee. And so we pray, we pray for peace. We pray with the icons that center our souls. And we pray that in our own way, in our own prayer, Christ's cross, Christ's redemption will not be for aught. The question that I ask is, what is your icon? And what does your icon represent? And if you don't have an icon, that's okay as well, because I believe that as we pray and as we meditate, and as we get closer to the divine within, as we get closer to Christ, closer to God, that it begins to reveal. And as it reveals, I believe that as you pray and you discover, that becomes that part that gives you a deeper peace of knowing it gives you a better understanding and awareness of the things that are taking place around you. But also, what is the icon for this season? The season of Lent, we have this, uh, these events that are taking place during Ukraine, and there's a lot that's taking place that we see, and there's a lot that's taking place that we don't see. And the icon gives us a focus to begin to pray towards the things that we desire to see there, but also the same time desire to see the things that we want to manifest in our personal world that's going to be able to help collectively with the people around us. And the idea of poetry, poetry is so powerful because it has the opportunity to form images in your mind. And I'll even extend beyond poetry and also say with music, there are certain songs that will begin to form images in your mind. And these are all different ways that I've learned personally that allows to begin to understand what the image is that's being imprinted right now for this season. But as I'm thinking about in this season, icons, of change and icons for change. They're reminders. Reminders that in this season, you know, being thankful for what it is that you have because this situation taking place in Ukraine is a reminder that the next day is not promised. So in this day, in this time right now that we're in, we have to take advantage of the opportunities that we have to grow closer, connecting with the divine within, but also at the same time, considering the components outward, considering the people around us, and considering the life of Christ and what Christ did and how we can begin to model after those things as well. They're very important. I'm thankful for your sharing in your heart and ability to connect us with what's happening right now because there's a lot of uncertainty in the world right now. But what you do is you're giving us understanding, you're giving us strategy, and you're making things connect. It's hitting home, so to speak, as well, because people are able to connect with this information and being able to add this to the understanding that we're continually developing to be able to be a greater version of ourselves and for others. 
So we thank you for listening. And until next time, we speak peace, power, positivity, and purposeful prayer. Take care.